What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 161, and we'll be talking about Stargate Atlantis' episode Suspicion. <laughs> it's suspicious. Who done it? Who done it, Zach? It's the amulet. The amulet did it. The amulet. The, the, yep. the little locket did it. It's the little locket. locket. <clears throat> That's why we did that real long view of the locket in that first episode. Hey, friends, we're an independent podcast, and uh, we are actually closer to having the awesome new chapter of uh walking through the stargate thing happening uh thing? over the past couple of weeks is that what it's we're been, calling it now it's that it doesn't have a name yet can, can, um, can we can we brand it that way <laughs> i will undoubtedly end up uh calling it gateship gateship one and you'll be like no brent you're not allowed to name things anymore um <laughs> what was the other one atlantica is that what uh, atlantica <laughs> yeah that's what ford came up with today um so, yeah, the past, uh, boy, few weeks now, it's the last time since we did, a, did an episode, um, things have progressed. I did some things with the, with the stuff and put those stuff things in certain spots. And that is a vital, necessary part of the foundation of what the next thing will be. And that's done. The foundation is in. Um, we were just talking about what kinds of things to build on top of it. And we're going to keep it simple. Um, that means that for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get that done. And then Zach, you and I had talked about this a while ago that we just had this like arbitrary half arbitrary idea when we were talking about it way back in like September to do this thing in the new year, starting in 23, we're going to be doing the new thing. So it really looks like that's exactly what's going to happen. Here we are (laughs) in December. So if I recall, I think I basically suggested we start in the new year because A, it would be the new year. And also it was sufficiently far enough in the future that I thought it was realistically (laughs) possible for us to get it done by then. (laughs) I mean, it was. It is. It is. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. The days are counting down. Um, Yeah. So we're probably. No, certainly. I'll probably add that to my list of to do's gonna uh shut down the patreon so uh if you haven't already listened to those special special episodes go jump on there man uh go listen to that sweet stuff um and uh friends don't worry i got you back i downloaded all the sweet stuff i have it all and so that stuff will make our main feed as we want to take breaks like we did a couple of weeks ago um well that wasn't really a want that was a need but you know what i'm saying like we've got we got i think four more shows that we haven't uh uh put out on the main feed so so there's that. And yeah, um, I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say about that part. Friends, if you want to tell other people about where they can find our episodes, our show is in a lot of places. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. And um, my favorite place, I was just thinking to myself, like, should I just, why didn't we go with Stitcher? Something because I think they insert ads, I think is why I don't go with Stitcher. The, that that was a question that you can only, only you can. I know. I gotta look into that. I hate it when they do that. It's my we're making it. Dang it. Anyway, um, but you should do what you should do it right, friends. You should do it right. You should get a podcast aggregator. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I just realized something, but it's not published. Hmm. Never mind. Or you can use an a- podcast aggregator. <laughs> It's been a while since we've done this, Zach. I'm all over the place. 
podcast aggregators are where it's at. You just get a podcast aggregator, type in walking through the Stargate and you'll find our show. Uh, at, well, your, your friend or your enemy or your brother or sister or aunt, uncle or cousin or whatever, parents, children, what, whoever you want to have listen to our guardian, doesn't matter. Um, walking through the Stargate. Hey, Zach. Yeah, Brent. If a person wants to let me know that I really, really shouldn't let so much time elapse between getting on the mic, uh, that I get, I get real rusty. (laughs) Well, if if you are noticing that both Brent and Zach today are a little bit rusty because they haven't been speaking into a large plastic metal thing in front of their face um, for a long time, and you're noticing this and you need to tell us how to properly not be rusty, (laughs) uh, you can do that by emailing us at Walking through the Stargate at gmail.com, which yes. is W A L K I N G T H R O U G H T H E S T A R G A T E at yes. gmail.com. That's what it is. I intentionally did not do that fast because I don't think I could have done it. Hey, you know, it's like uh, it's like riding a bike. Uh sure. Or something. Sure. Um, you, it, you could also go to the Facebooks. Yes. Uh, we've got the Facebooks, the, the group and the page and all that stuff. You can go to yep. the website, WTTS.space. Space. And that, my friends, is where, when we get everything live, you can go and do all the things that we want to do that we all are doing with Patreon currently. Uh, right. The Discord. Go to the website to get the link to go to the Discord to join us yes. there and have fun conversations on there. Um and it's that's it. Uh, we, Brent, have we officially closed this Twitter account? At this oh point yeah, it's time? it's it's deader than a doornail. It is. We're gonna have people uh, listening to old back episodes, and we're gonna be saying, "Find us on Twitter at uh, Stargate Walking," and they're gonna go there and be like, mm, "Nope, there's nothing here." Yep, no. Nope. Um, but uh, we thank uh, Mr. Musk for. Um, uh, making it not a pleasant platform. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm not going to thank him. You're a very nice person, Zach. Okay, you did not realize that that thanking was a uh, uh, a sarcastic thing. Yeah, you see, you have, a, you have a tendency to be sincere even when you're being sarcastic. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, Twitter might turn into something good again, maybe. Probably not. And there might be a different Twitter. Like Jack uh, Dorsey is rumored that he's going to try to fire up something again that takes his experiences. But, you know, like this is the thing. Sorry, tangent, tangent incoming. Uh, friends, you could just skip ahead like 15 seconds if you don't want to listen to this. Uh, doing a social media platform is really hard. It's not simple. It's not as simple as just let people say what they want. Because... Lots of people on this planet say very bad things. <laughs> very bad things. And so, yeah, all of these companies. Oh, 15 seconds. More like 30. Keep going. Um, <laughs> all of these something. things. Yeah, this is just I mean, this is just the way it is. It's, yeah. it's really hard to do. Musk has been reversing an awful lot of the things that he said he was going to do. And it's sensible. Why? But it's also like, dude, you literally came in here, chopped it all up into pieces and are like, woohoo for confetti and i'm like nah i don't want to be a part of this i'm out uh yeah uh it'll be interesting to see what happens it'll Um, it'll be what it is you know if 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 twitter comes back then then perhaps uh i'm making no promises here uh perhaps we will will rejoin the platform but perhaps not uh until then we are still on the facebook's and the discords and and uh the websites yep all right brent that's where we're at yes 
Suspicion. Suspicion. All right. I have a suspicion. I have no idea where I'm going to go with it. The director for this episode <laughs> is Mario as a party. Mario. Mario. Uh, he, yeah. of course, was the director for last uh, the episode. I was going to say last week, but uh, and it was last week for Atlantis, but that was like seven weeks ago for us. Yeah, real time for us. It was a little while ago. Yeah, um, but he directed 38 Minutes, which was the previous episode of yep. Atlantis. Uh, yep. And he directed this. He's got uh, two more episodes also in the season. So we'll hear his name a couple more times. Yep. Sounds uh, good. The story for this episode is by Carrie Glover. And this is Carrie's first and only credit for Stargate. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, in a future episode this season, Carrie will get a credit for excerpts, excerpts from, you know, mm. but, mm -hmm. but that's not really a story credit. Yeah. Um, at least not in my head. Um, now that said, uh, Carrie also, according to IMDB or Stargate fandom, whatever side it was, I don't remember, um, was the script coordinator on the animated series Stargate Infinity. Oh, boy. Um, and that, that script coordinator um, <laughs> was what Carrie did most in... Uh, her or his career, um, and, and uh, their their uh, one of the things I noticed as I was looking at their page is that Leverage, a show that I really love. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it. No, I haven't, but I know of it. Um, uh, Carrie did a lot of the script and continuity uh, department coordinator stuff for Leverage. For maybe maybe they shutter. learned their thing up, uh, you know, because uh, Infinity. Uh, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of script to coordinate in Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, uh, so the teleplay for this episode <laughs> is by your friend and mine, Mr. Joseph Malazzi yeah. and Paul Mully. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, this is their first of three writing credits this season, so we'll yep. see okay. their names and, of course, their... I think consulting producers for this at this point in time, if I recall correctly. So he's got all sorts of stuff like that. They have all sorts of stuff like that. So we'll see them. Um, uh, I've been going through one at a time, the main cast. And so today I'm going to talk about rainbow son, Franks who plays Lieutenant yes. Aiden Ford. Yes. Uh, he was born in 1979. Oh, Hey, look at that. His birthday as we record this is today. Happy birthday. His birthday That's is December third, nineteen seventy nine. So happy birthday! Um, what does that make him? Forty three. Forty three. Forty three. Um, so happy birthday, Rainbow! Uh, yeah. He was born in Toronto. He is an actor and a producer known for High Fidelity, of course, Stargate Atlantis, and The Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. um, he was also an on-air personality at Much Music, which was a Canadian music video and variety television channel hmm. yeah, okay. um he uh, i don't have money more much more information about that um he played uh, the role of dev clark on the listener mm -hmm. uh, and produces a hip-hop group known as the oddities okay nice um he is also involved with the video game website console creatures cool so i don't know much about any of that but there you have it <laughs> I also don't know a whole lot about that, and you'd think I know something about console creatures, but I don't. Nope. 
Uh, his first IMDb credit came back in 1995 mm-hmm. um, when he played Frank Johnson in the TV movie Black Fox, The Price of Peace. And also, I, I don't know what exactly was going on, but clearly there were two Black Fox movies in 95 made for TV movies. One was The Price of Peace, and the second one was uh, Good Men and Bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's uh, there's that. There you can. All, All right. right. Um, we have several guest actors. Uh, Christopher Heyerdahl is back as Holling. Yep. Um, it said that Paul McGillian was in this episode, but I don't remember if I saw him. Yeah, he was there was for he, like 15 was he, seconds. Okay, he um, was in at the beginning. Very beginning, as soon as McKay got, was on the, well, on the, on the bed when he couldn't talk. That's right. Okay. Um, we also have David Nickel returning as Dr. Radek Zelenka. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, he was not originally scheduled to appear in this episode, but after the producers saw his performance in 38 minutes from last week, they're yeah. like, we have to write him in. And they wrote him in. And, Zach, yeah. 30, you and me watching 38 minutes was seriously long ago because I was like, because well, I saw him and I'm like, hey, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Nope, I technically saw him last episode. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, We have Ross Hull, who plays Dr. Corrigan. He's like the anthropologist uh, person looking at the ruins. Yep. Um, He was born in 1975 in Montreal. He's an actor known for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Orpheus Curse. Mm-hmm. And Stargate Atlantis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, Stargate Atlantis was also one of the last things that he did, according to IMDb. He only got oh. like one more credit um, after this uh, on IMDb. So I'm mm-hmm. not certain exactly what happened uh, after this in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first IMDb credit came in the TV series The Mighty Jungle in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he plays Chester in the episode Take My Daddy, Please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, next, we have Dean Marshall, who plays Sergeant Bates. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Jerky McJerky Face. Bates. Yes, Master Sergeant Bates. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <clears throat> All right. He was born in 1969 in Montreal as well. He was known for the TV, the movie 2012, uh, Tommy Boy, and of course Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see Bates in quite a number of episodes of the series as it progresses. Oh, goody! Um, so he's not a one and done uh, security chief. Okay. Um, his first IMDb credit came in 1992 in the TV series Urban Angel. He was in the episode Deadly Force, and I have no mm-hmm. idea who he played in that. He just was in it. He was just in it. He was just there. Yep. He just he just pops up like out of nowhere, smiles at the camera, waves, and then he's off. Yep, I pretty, that's pretty much it. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Yep. Um, and then finally, we have James Lafazanos, who plays the Wraith. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the Wraith that gets captured, right? Yes, the one who um, actually speaks. Incidentally, uh, spoiler alert... Uh, in a future episode, Shepard will give this wraith a name. Um, oh, uh, 
we I will wait for that episode uh, to reveal it because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but uh, is Shepard any good at naming things? I mean, they keep calling it the Jumper, but I'm, I'm not convinced that that's actually a good name. Well, it it's going to be called the Jumper from now until the end. Um, and Portals. whether it's oh, well. a whether it's a good choice or not, I, I can't tell you that for certain, but I can tell I you that's just what it is. Gate ship because it is a ship and it goes through the gate. Yeah, that's very like <laughs> mashed potatoes. It's descriptive like mashed potatoes. It's potatoes that are mashed. It tells you exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 you know, uh, Shepard is trying like- to get the artistry of it. It's not right? like charcuterie. Like, what is that? Nobody knows what charcuterie is unless you know what charcuterie is. But there's nothing in the name that tells you what it is. Gateship. Okay, but see, a puddle jumper. Uh, yeah. I mean, you do have to understand that the the wormholes are kind of look like puddles. But you're not jumping over it. No, but you jump through it. I mean, you know, and, and you go from one nah. puddle to another nope. puddle as you go through a puddle jumper. Puddle jumpers are wellies. Okay. So, James Lafanzaris <laughs> uh, was born in 1976 in Alliston, Ontario. Uh, he is known for The Time Traveler's Wife, Things We Lost in the Fire, and Covert Affairs. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he actually um, plays multiple wraiths. I, th- I think yeah. we've actually seen. I think he's played one of the other wraiths that we've actually seen. But he certainly looks like it. But I also acknowledge that between the makeup and the prosthetics, like yep. it would be really easy for a person to look an awful lot like another person. Yeah. But and yeah, I, I, he looked like I saw him before. Right. And this particular wraith we will see again in the future. Oh, he's um, going to get a name. Um, that's why he needs a name. And interestingly, while he is playing a wraith that feeds on humans. Yeah. In real life, he's actually a vegetarian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you see, the wraith don't actually consume the person. They consume the life force, which is a very subtle distinction. So I don't think there's actually a violation here. Unless well, he's an ethical an ethical vegetarian, and then absolutely there's a, there's a correlation. Well, fair enough. Yes. I, I, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> his first IMDb credit came in 2001. In the movie The Safety of Objects, when he played the character of Adam. Okay. I have no idea what that movie is. Never nope, heard of neither it. Neither do I. Nope. Um, this episode originally aired on August 6th, just like the previous episode of uh, SG1 Icon. Yep. yep. Um, and so while it's been a long time for us, I'm going to bypass all of that and get to my trivia. Yes, that's fine. Okay. So, uh, Major Shepard describes the newly discovered continent as huge. He's like, 15 million square miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would put the continent uh, between the size of Africa, which is about 11.7 million square miles, mm-hmm. and Asia, which is 17.2 million square miles. That big. That is huge. But uh, my question is, is that the only continent on the planet? Because if it is... yeah. It's either a very small planet, which I'm assuming is not, because they seem to be operating with more or less gravity one. Yep. Um, but if this is the only landmass on the planet, that's 
not much landmass at all. No, for a but that also, that but it would fit to you know we could still call it an ocean planet. We can kind of get away with calling it an ocean planet if it's only got one continent and it's an Earth-sized planet. That's true. That's true. I mean, you, I mean, you, you know, I mean, you could potentially call Earth an ocean planet, yeah, given you could. that Earth is is a supermajority water. water. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but, we're an ocean planet with pokey bits coming out of it. Yep. Yep. You know, somebody down below sneezed and we're what's on top? The Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) The crumpled up Kleenex. Yeah. Okie dokie. Okay, so um, (laughs) Dr. McKay comments that the nearest burger joint was 300 million light years away. Yeah. Now, the Pegasus Dwarf Galaxy is actually only about 3 million light years from the Milky Way. Yeah. So he's off by orders of magnitude. He is, and that matters. He's off by a factor of 100. That's a big deal. But come on. It was a a spur of the moment thing, right? So so the question becomes is, is this an error? Or because An exaggeration, he's exaggerating. Or, you know, I, you know that personally, I'm okay going with that. The person yeah. who wrote the notes on IMDb, where pulling this together, says, well, "Doctor McKay prides himself on being one of the smartest people on the planet and always states accurate measurements, even when making a joke." Therefore, it is an error. I disagree, random internet person. McKay is capable of exaggeration, and while though he probably should have said 300 billion light years away to thoroughly exaggerate his claim, saying 300 million is getting the point across. There is no Bob's big boy nearby. Well, okay, so just just to point this out here, right? I mean, thoroughly exaggerate. Like, you go a million minutes, and we got like 30 days, right? And we get a billion minutes, and we got like 35 years. Yes. Right? Uh, So so the the exaggeration there from three to three hundred million is still at those levels huge, meaningful, it's meaningful. I mean, it's not like I mean, it's even more meaningful than me saying three hundred when I mean only three. Yes, correct. And what was the point of what he was saying, Zach? Uh, he was trying to say that all you can eat are the rations. Because we don't have a fun burger joint because it's way too blinking far away. I think the point was made. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Now, (laughs) a taser without modification is shown to be effective against the wraith. I was surprised. Indicating that they have a neuromuscular system extremely close to that of humans. A taser stun effect functions by delivering a very specific and continuous electrical charge which is normally calibrated to that uh, used by the human nervous system, Mm -hmm. which in optimal cases ensures minimal pain, but instant incapacitation. Mm -hmm. If that charge is different than the target species nervous system for any reason, the stun effect may not function at all. Yep. Instead, simply electrocuting the target, causing only pain. I mean, yes. I mean, let's be honest, though, here, right? Um, before they get to the tasers, they have shot him, blown him up with a grenade. Now, I know that they were using flashbangs and all of that yes. stuff, but, but yes. it was not just the flashbangs. Yes. Right? So, you know, by the time they get to the taser... 
so I have to remind myself, like, this is episode four, right? If I remember right? Uh, it depends on if you count the first episode as one or yeah, two. Yeah, right. I'm that's calling right. it episode five. Yeah, okay. But we're still, we're still, we're still in real time. Not even a month has passed since the debut of Stargate Atlantis, right? True story. I also, I was realizing this as I was watching it, like, you know, like the, the, we're still very much in the, the era of establishing the story. Yep. So do they have fun ancient weapons that help them incapacitate the Wraith? No. Did they bring tasers? Yeah. Why? In case they came across humans that they needed to incapacitate. Clearly. Did it work on the Wraith? Apparently. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> yep. Yep. It worked on the Wraith. So, um, this episode title in various languages oh, is yes. Suspicion. Yeah. Or Suspicions. Oh, wait. It's just Suspicion? Yeah. Unless oh, you're man, German, in which case you call it Under Suspicion. Oh, that's no better. I needed it to be It Was the Amulet All Along. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I needed. Well, I I am sorry, Brent. The Germans have disappointed you once again. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll try to get next week. Well, you know, that's all we can do. That's right. All right. Are you ready for the synopsis? <laughs> yes. Let's all get right. into this. Here we go. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. The team from Earth finds Atlantis. There's trouble. Then they find the Athosians. They are friendly. Then they find the Wraith. They're not so much friendly. People get captured. They get rescued. Some die. Many live. And now all the Wraith are now awake. Oops. Bad news bears. And now. <laughs> Unscheduled off-world activation. Close the iris. I, I mean, raise the shields. Sorry. Uh, Major Shepard and his team have met the Wraith once again while going off planet and are coming in hot. Dr. Weir lowers the shield and the team makes it through safely despite Wraith stunner blasts flying through the embarkation room. Ah. Unfortunately for Rodney, they don't get the shield back up in time before he takes a Wraith stunner right in the kisser. Fortunately for Rodney, there's no permanent damage. In the infirmary, Rodney has a case of the drools. He's awake, but he can't move his... Translated... He can't move his face and can barely talk. After checking in on his teammate, however, Shepard departs the infirmary, meets up with Dr. Weir, and they have a chat. This is the fifth time Shepard's team has run into the Wraith out of nine missions. There is only one conclusion. There is only one possible option that this could be. There is a spy in Atlantis. Oh no. Later, Weir calls a conference with Shepard and Ford and McKay, along with Sergeant I'm a Big Fat Jerk Bates. Taylor is conspicuously absent from this meeting, a fact that Shepard and his team notes and are uncomfortable with. They have a problem. Someone is relaying their whereabouts to the Wraith, and it's causing problem. Bates thinks it must be an Athosian, because obviously it couldn't be one of our own expedition members. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Also, he thinks they should simply stop going through the gate altogether. Problem solved. As for the latter, they need to search the galaxy for ZPMs to defend the base. As for the former, 
We don't really know what's going on, but Bates has convinced Weir that we need to limit access to sensitive sections of the base, and that for the time being, we need to suspend gate travel, and we need to then go talk to all of the Theosians. So Weir uh, decides that she is going to meet personally and individually with all of the Athosians. Outside, Tail is going to see Dr. Weir. Apparently, she only got the memo for a meeting at the very last minute and is trying to get there a little bit late. But the guards won't let her pass. Shepard finds her and invites her to have a conversation on the balcony. Shepard relays what they talked about at the meeting, albeit in a much more diplomatic and less aggressively hostile way than either, frankly, Weir or Bates would have done. Taylor is not happy with the situation. Her people would never betray anyone to the Wraith. Still, she reluctantly agrees to cooperate. Later, Weir is interviewing Holling. He expected an interview, a discussion, a conversation, a shindig, a gathering of the minds. What he got was an interrogation. He was not pleased and showed strength in not taking the bait that Bates baited. <laughs> Would you say that bait, Bates was not masterful? He was not. A, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Oh, carry on. I can take you down a very bad path. I'm not going to. Just uh, not going to. You, you, know, you know, in a different situation, I'd be happy to follow you there. Oh, oh, there would be so many jokes. So many obvious, childish, you know, unoriginal. You know, the, the, the easiest fruit is the low-hanging fruit. It's... <laughs> carry on, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Howling is actually being quite self-differentiated here and... Uh, being willing to express his own anger while not um, uh, taking the the bait and and um, blowing up or being uh, as obviously aggressively hostile as frankly those around him are being. So good on you, Holling. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. While all of this is happening, McKay and Zelenka are running diagnostics on the puddle jumpers. McKay finds a sequence he's not familiar with. Zelenka manages manages to hit the button before they figure out what it does. But after hitting the button, they soon discover that the jumper bay has a door in the ceiling. Oh. The jumpers can easily reach the open skies of Atlantica. Hooray. Oh, wait. uh, Ford is not supposed to be naming anything anymore. Sorry. (laughs) My fault. Later, the Athosians are unhappy with the new security measures. They feel it may be time for them to leave. Taylor asks where they would go. Of course, Holling responds, uh, don't you mean where would we go? And there's no... Anyway, good trading partners are not the same thing as friends who will give you a home. So, again, the question, where would you go? Taylor also defends the need of the Earthians to discover what's going on. But she doesn't like the method, but the goal is necessary. Shortly afterward, Taylor goes to have her interview with Dr. Weir. In fact, Weir is surprised when Taylor walks through the door. Weir didn't think she needed to talk with Taylor, but Taylor, for her part, tells Weir that she should have been the first person on the list to be interviewed. Weir rightly acknowledges her mistake. Bates tries to bait Taylor, and, you know, (laughs) I personally love the way she glances briefly at him, and she turns back to Dr. Weir and says, we're having a conversation, and that jerky McJerkface is not. I'm not talking. I'm not listening. I'm not acknowledging. Boom. You're done. Go away. 
I don't want yep. you. You're nope. dismissed. You're dismissed. That happens later. Sergeant. But anyway. Bates. The Athosians are not guilty of revealing information to the Wraith. And they are talking about leaving Atlantis. Concurrently, and I just used that word because I wanted to. It's just a fun word. Concurrently. Yes. Yeah, Shepherd, it's a good word. Yeah, it is a good word. Um, it means happening at the same time. Yes. Concurrently. Mm-hmm. Concurrently. Um, it doesn't mean against currents. Like, oh. It doesn't mean that. It means... Uh, anyway. Shepard and Ford take a jumper out to scope out the rest of the planet. And they find a huge continent with surfing potentials along uh, areas of the, the whatever coast it was. I don't remember. Yep. Um, yep. And they find that Southern. there may actually be spaces there that are uh, cultivatable, that they can uh, cultivate. <laughs> Aerable. Air- I like cultivatable. I like cultivatable. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. All right. So so have I mentioned to you that I just got a new job and now my brain is a little bit mushy? You got a mushy brain and you got to use most of your words for doing words wording. Yeah. And not for Stargate wording. Exactly. Anyway. Yes. Um, and, you know, if, if, if it is cultivatable, then, then that will <laughs> answer their food needs for the base. Yes. They can have uh, more than turkey sandwiches. Exactly. You know. Um, no, as they report back to Weir, Sergeant Bates thinks they should just dump the Athosians on the mainland and call it good. Everyone looks at Bates and thinks he's just a heartless jerk because he's acting like one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, upon hearing about the mainland, Holling and the rest of the Athosians goes to Dr. Weir and says that they would like to move to the planet, that they could go to the, not the planet, the, the, the continent, and that they would explore the continent uh, on behalf of the Atlantis expedition, and that they would farm the land and do all of that stuff, and that's how they can, you know, support themselves and uh, the place and all of that stuff and be useful again, Right. Now, the question is, are you sure you want to do this? Well, the answer is they can't leave Atlantis, and they can't seem to stay in Atlantis. They need a third option, and this mainland offers them that third option. Okay, so now that the Athosians are gone to the planet, which is the planet to the continent, that's great. We can get back to normal gate travel. And then we won't run into the Wraith anymore, and we'll know that the Athosians were the cause of all our problems. Or so Bates thinks. Yep. Now... Shepard and his team, along with a second expeditionary team, travel to a planet to look at ruins. Now, there are apparently people on this planet, but they are shy and scared of people they don't know and won't come out because they don't know Shepard and his team. Now, Shepard tells Taylor to go find them and see if they were willing to talk. Uh, he sends Ford with her. Now, she thinks it would be better if she went alone, but Ford says that she will go alone with Ford. Mm-hmm. That's that's how alone works now. Yep, apparently so. <clears throat> now, alone together. Alone together. Taylor and Ford wander around the uh, northwestern uh, trees. The trees. The trees. Taylor convinces Ford to let her go on ahead without him. Okay. And then, of course, the Wraith take that moment to attack the main group. Guns fire. <laughs> Stunner, stun. Shepard gets hit. They all retreat back through the gate. 
except for Taylor and Ford because they were separated and we don't know and we're taking fire. We got to go. Okay. Yep. All right. A little bit later, Ford's, uh, you know, Shepard's all better. No big deal. Not uh, the, the Stargate activates. It's Taylor. <laughs> Ford is injured and unconscious and she's at the gate, but she needs to go get through to get to safety quickly because the Wraith are coming. Bates is convinced that if they lower the shield, the Wraith will pour through. Uh, is 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 Ford there to confirm this? No, he's unconscious. I already told you that. You And then, of course, uh, 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 Shepard at this point in time insists that they open the gate. Yes. So Weir does. And Taylor drags Ford through the gate and there are no Wraith. Nope. Now, Bates still being a Mick Jerky face. Uh, takes a bag of Taylor's stuff and d- takes it to McKay and insists that he look it over for transmitters to the Wraith. McKay is not happy about this, but he gets to work. Shepard then visits Ford in the infirmary. Ford is none the worse for wear. No, he didn't get hit by a stunner. He just fell and clonked his head. Uh, and if you conk your head long enough to be out cold for that long, um, that's in- a problem. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Um, but, but you know, it's more fun to think about Ford being the, the hapless buffoon. He's um, a hero. Good things happen to heroes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while that's happening, McKay comes in and wants to talk to Shepard. He found something. Taylor has a locket that is also a transmitter to the Wraith. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Now, Shepard reveals that the locket was the one that he found while he and Taylor were walking through the caves on her home planet back in episode one. And he picked yep. it up and gave it yep. to her. She's like, oh, this is the locket that I lost like a zillion years ago. Yep. Now, this trinket was dormant until Shepard, who was someone with the ATA gene, picked it up and activated it. Yep. Taylor had no idea what was going on. No one did. Bates owes Taylor an apology, and he doesn't give it. Yeah. But now, maybe they can use this to capture a wraith alive. So they prepare for the wraith to come, and they build a trap for the wraith. They seem to be successful at capturing one of the wraith faceless minions. But then he self-destructs, so that's no good. Um, But Taylor notices that one of the wraith commanders, you know, one of the ones with actual faces, was sneaking around the periphery. She confronts him. They fight. Boom, 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 boom. He nearly begins feeding on her. But, but Shepard saves the day by shooting the Wraith in the back, not very honorable, but appropriate, with one of their own stunners. <laughs> Shepard moves closer, quickly, and stops this Wraith from also blowing him himself up, because that would just be messy all over the place. That's right. You know, you don't have any idea how hard it is to get Wraith out of your clothes? Hey, you, you, it you stains. You gotta soak it in OxyClean for like it, four uh, days. Yeah. It's it stains. It's terrible. It's just yes, yeah. Hey, look mm-hmm. at that! They captured themselves their very own wraith. Yay! The wraith behind bars maintains his bravado. My capture will only hasten your demise. Blah 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 blah. Shepard is unfazed by the wraith's threats. He's gonna go get a food sandwich or whatever. Get a the good end. sandwich. The end. All right, Brent. Yeah. Suspicion. Uh huh. What are your thoughts? This one was solidly meh. <laughs> okay. Same yeah. Part. So, like, I was kind of thinking about it. Like, so the first mm, close to half of the episode, the pace was weird, man. I was having a tough time focusing. It was like, you know, you know, like, you know, the who done it? Who done it, Zach? It's the Athosians, clearly, but who among them is the doer of it? 
So there was a lot of hand wringing and exposition that ended up happening with this one, which <clears throat> advanced the story overall. One, it revealed the existence of a continent that they can go to. So that's good. And that, you know, is a piece of the story. And two, gets the Athosians off the base and somewhere else, which is fine. Okay. That's the direction that the story is going to go. That's okay. And uh, does so in a way that nominally serves the story for this week. Yeah. Okie dokie. I did find myself, though, at the midpoint of the episode, the pacing and the shot structure uh, made me seriously think that this was the uh, that it was the end of the episode. Like there was just something about how the camera was moving and the music was swelling and everyone was standing like all super proud like when the gate was opening after they have the Athosians off on the on the continent that it just kind of felt like oh is this is this it is this the end of the episode? No, it was only halfway through, and so that's not a good mark on an episode when I when I lose track of time in that regard of like wow man I guess it has been forty minutes and it's only been twenty. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, the second half definitely had more of a quick pace, which is fine. It's good. And uh, revealed the MacGuffin that was conveniently in uh, Taylor's bag and not like, I don't know, on her neck where she had had that thing most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and that it was activated by the ancient gene. Okie dokie. Like, you know, there's there's stuff about this that was just dang convenient, just super convenient. But again, this is the fourth, fifth episode of the entire series. When I was reminding myself of that, it's like, right, right. We, we still have to we're still establishing so much right now. We, you know, there's a new continent on the planet. That's good. Uh, we've caught ourselves a wraith. That's good. We now know that they have self-destruct uh, chest plates. That's bad. Um, they but were knowing about it is good. Knowing about it is good. Um, you know, figuring out that the the amulet that was that was so point so painfully pointed out in the first episode <laughs> had something to do with something. Oh wow, that was a shocker. Um, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Uh, Bates's character. I'm a little bit disappointed to realize that he's going to be around a little bit because he just proved himself to be not a good person um like the story demanded that there was tension <clears throat> but and the story was only 43 minutes and in that framework you're not likely to have a supporting character come across looking like a good guy if what you need to do is establish that there is something that is alerting the wraith to the presence of the team. Right. And it can't be any of the title characters. <laughs> like those are your two. Those are your two limits. There is something alerting it. Can't be any title characters. And then you immediately halfway through the episode. That's not immediate, I guess. Halfway through the episode establish that it isn't the Athosians either. <laughs> so, so who is it? <laughs> like, so, so a better way to have done that, a way that, you know, to have understood that security risk, a way that was crossing my mind as soon as as soon as the problem was presented with itself, was to think that something on the base was transmitting it. That was the first thing I thought of, that there wasn't a spy, but that there was a leak of a kind somewhere. 
And turns out, end of the episode, there was a leak of a kind, right? It was the transmitter that Taylor was wearing, you know, etc. Yeah. Um, so then why doesn't your chief of security immediately go and say, all right, well, um, you know, your chief of security has to be suspicious of people. That's their job. And the story is only so long. You got to have him kind of come out and be all like, I think it's an ethosian. But it makes him look like a jerk. He just looks like a jerk right now. Because why not at least give him the opportunity to say, you know, like, let's check all of our equipment. Let's check our radio broadcast. Let's, you know, are we sure that we're not accidentally like, you know what I mean? Like something. Well, the, just the give fact, him a line. The fact that he immediately starts by saying oh. it's got to be. The Athosians. Yes. I mean, A, um, if you've been out nine times and you've cu- discovered the Wraith five, yes. uh, that's a lot, but that's not, <clears throat> you know, frankly, that, that that's not undo. Uh, no, you know, think about how often you. The, the SG-1 team runs into the Gua'uld. Yeah. I mean, again, this is a TV show, so of course they run into them all the time. It was hilarious in the first season how often they were there. How often Apophis was just around. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually wasn't all that often, relatively speaking, but it was still yes. often enough. It seemed it seemed frequent. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so it's just like, here, here's, they they made Bates be an angry, mean, uh, unlikable character because yeah. that's what they wanted. And frankly, it didn't work and it didn't have to be that way. Well, I mean, it also that- proves that he is inept, at least in part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It was reminding me a little bit of that BSG episode or a couple of episodes. Was it just one episode? Um, you know, the trial. I mean, I know we've got people that are watching BSG right now, so I won't get into it. Um, but there's an episode where somebody's being suspicious and the tensions of what that happens. Is, I thought one of the better episodes of BSG. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I liked it quite a lot. And, uh, but you know, I mean, as y'all are starting to learn, that's kind of my thing. I like, I like the, the, the thinkers. I like the one, you know, the, the, the bang, bang, let's have some action excitement or that's cool and all, but I really like the ones that are like, "Mm, let's think. Oh yeah. Let's do, let's do some thinking. So, but this one wasn't really a thinker. Now was it? I mean, it was just a guy being a jerk face. And, uh, uh, the best thing that could have happened was that, for his character was to be proven right and he wasn't and the tension in that whole thing was uh it was unneeded was unnecessarily alleviated too soon by having the athosians off plant off site uh halfway through the episode and then the team immediately going on a mission right like because right there you had your proof in the pudding the athosians are away the team goes on a mission and bam, the wrath, the wreath show up, and then the only one who's left is a title character. It's not her. <laughs> I mean, it was, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah, the, she's not doing it, it deliberately. She's not a spy. The 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 lack of imagination of what could possibly be causing this from Bates' perspective yeah. is just grotesque. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So then, it's and it's fine if he's a throwaway character. Right, you got some, you got some jerk, jerk face who's doing an overzealous job. Blah, 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 blah. Totally overdoes it. It's a little lesson in uh, don't judge a book by its cover in your sci-fi TV show of the week, and then you move on. You don't see him again. Well, if we're gonna see him again, I'm gonna be sitting here like you're the jerk that jumps to conclusions. So now everything that he says is gonna be colored with that with that knowledge. 
His character is unsavable unless they do a real big workup. And it's possible, but you know, like why why paint why paint that why paint that character in such a corner like that right now? Give so, it to somebody else. So I can honestly say that I can't remember um how his this character arc goes. Yeah. Um I I can say with certainty that uh as we see him again in the next few episodes, uh he is still going to have that harsh gruff um edge to him it's not it's not charming and uh, it's not even it's it it's barely professional i mean i work with people who do his line of work and they can be gruff but they also when they're with the best of them they are really open-minded because they have to be they got to be creative um you have to think about where problems can be that are non-obvious because that's where the problems are going to be. Yeah. Right? So you can't walk in and go, oh, well, open and shut, dudes. We've got a spy. Why don't we just go find the spy and then we're done? Duh. So, you know, what what is open and shut pretty much is that information is getting to the wraith. It's not even, as you mentioned, it's not even that open and shut. But again, this is a 43-minute TV show. So, given that it's a 43-minute TV show, if we want to establish that information is getting to the Wraith, yes. okay, we can do that. And and frankly, on that note, uh, I, I'll i be right there with you. You know, I'll say, well, you know, maybe it's not quite so obvious, but it's a TV show. So, yep. it's obvious, we can say that now, that it's obvious that the Wraith is getting information about where the Atlantis team is going. Yes. Okay. So there is your obviousness. What are the options? Well, it could be that um, they're just lucky and they are actually everywhere or nearly everywhere. And we have, you know, it's possible to roll three ones in a row on your dice. And I've seen it it happen to myself. You know, it's it's no 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 fun. But what that means is that (laughs) that uh, you know it it's legitimately a possibility that you just happen to hit the five planets where the wraith were. Yeah. Okay. It's also possible that there is a spy, that there is somebody who is actively passing on information to the wraith in this capacity. Mm -hmm. That's an option. There's also the possibility that is happening. uh, inadvertently, that yep. that something is passing information, but it's not uh, willful. No, um, it's also possible that somebody's just being dumb. It's also possible that a bunch of humans arrive at a base that they barely can understand and are only just now starting to scratch the surface about what it can do. They just discovered this week it had a sunroof. Yeah. What if in hitting the address? There's a antenna at the top that says Atlantis is striking out and we are going to that planet over there. Right? You know, who knows? I mean, that seems to be kind of a foolhardy thing for the Atlanteans to do, but I'm it's certainly a possibility. Maybe the city at one point in a time of peace absolutely broadcast that out and the humans haven't figured out that the first thing you need to do is you need to hit this button over here, oh, which yeah. says don't tell everybody where we're going. And if you don't hit that button. It just tells everybody where you're going. Yeah. Well, all this is to say that jumping immediately to the conclusion that there must be a spy. 
Right. And it must be an Athosian. And it must be an Athosian. I mean, we've met Kavanaugh already. Yes. He was really grumpy two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I mean... Oh, no, it was last week. Wasn't Kavanaugh just last week? Uh, yeah, it was, was last 38 week. Minutes, 38 minutes. 38 minutes. Oh, my you know, gosh. We've, we've, was... we've met Kavanaugh <laughs> at this point in time. So don't tell me that it couldn't possibly be a, a member of the Atlantis expedition. Which, which then gets us to what I think also what the episode was kind of hinting at without saying it, which was racism, right? Like, here you got a character who is like instantly... Like, oh, man, we've got a spy and it's an Athosian. It's not one of us. It's like, uh, my friend, my friend, are you confident about that? And it was even said as much, right? Like, yeah. how do you know this? And, you know, our heroes were looking at him like he's full of crap because he was. Um, but he's like, well, it couldn't possibly be one of us. It's like, my, my buddy, you're not really good at your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to punt it over to you here real quick. But yeah, th this is a solid meh. And I said it in a positive tone because I was kind of surprised at how after it all was done, how I thought that the whole was better than the sum of its parts because the parts weren't that good. They weren't that bad, but they just kind of were clunky, man. Like they didn't really fit. But somehow, <laughs> somehow they managed to fit enough that I was like, yeah, right. A lot of information happened here. And a lot of information. And the story was advanced meaningfully. Yeah, I got to I gotta wrap this up. Okay, so I thought this was solidly met. What about you? What did you think? So, I mean, I've already shared quite a number of my thoughts. I think what this episode is, is uh, the folks in the writing room, um, starting at the end and working backward. Yes. I think that's what they did. So, like, what they, what did they, how did they want this to end? They wanted this episode to end with the Athosians on the continent so that they weren't being cuz i mean you do you have a uh mostly agrarian society stuck in a non-agrarian city this yes this is not going to turn out well something needs to change so we need to get the athosians on the continent so that they can be who they are and we wanted to capture a wraith so that we can continue various other stories therein. And uh, we had this little locket that we talked about in the first episode, and we didn't do anything with it, but mm -hmm. we showed it, and we're like, hey, look at this, and now we need to resolve that. I think we, they began with that, and then started working backwards. Well, okay, so if the Athosians are going to get to the planet, then we need to have something that makes Atlantis more inhospitable for them so that they have a reason to go to Atlantis. Mm -hmm. And they decided that the answer to that was, let's put suspicion on them to make the Atlantis expedition think that maybe they are uh, working with the Wraith. And so that will give them a reason to say, oh, well, I don't want to be here anymore. I'll go over there. Mm -hmm. And, okay, that's a legitimate way but this is you see how it's been working backwards yeah here right um and we need to capture a wraith so if we're going to capture a wraith we need something that's going to lure the wraith to us mm -hmm. so what if we have something that lures the wraith to us that we don't know about it until we find out about it and then we can use that to capture the wraith you know i mean it's so like this whole thing was built backwards 
um, they it they didn't even start at the beginning and start in the end and kind of work their way into the middle. They just seemed to start at the end and work their way backwards all the way to the beginning. Um, and eh, yeah, eh, eh, yes. That that that's that's kind of that's kind of where I I land on this. Yeah. I, now I, I advocate that it's a positive. Eh. I mean, things move. Things move. This isn't this isn't this isn't like a complete trash fire but well so like where they end is a good place yeah where they yes. end moves the meta story along but right yeah you know what that's a good point they kept, but they fell into it backward yeah exactly as you were saying they, they basically backed themselves into this good place but that's not the, that is not the same as walking forward into a good place right <laughs> right um you know so like and there were good moments. Uh, 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 the best moments that for this episode for me, frankly, um, a um, David Hewlett's, uh, you know, uh, numb face at the beginning yeah, was, that was funny. delightful. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 and the fact that he could like like not move his mouth and actually we could understand the words he was saying was impressive. It was very impressive. Um, and but my favorite moment was when Taylor and Dr. Weir were talking, and I mentioned this earlier, and Sergeant Bates says something. What do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. Surely you mean this. And she looks at him. She totally dismisses him and looks back at Weir and says, I'm not even going to answer that. I'm talking with you, and we're going to do mm-hmm. this. Uh, that I loved that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, for I mean, A, it was great acting. Um the the power dynamics um I mean, frankly you have your one male character in that room trying to assert dominance and the two women are just like shut up go away yeah yep go away um and then of course the moment um later on i didn't mention this in the synopsis specifically but when um shepherd and bates are going at it and, you know, Weir is kind of siding on the Bates side of things at this point in time. But uh, Shepard's like, Bates, you are dismissed. Um, what impresses me is that Bates stops talking, stands up. Basically, I mean, he doesn't salute, but he acknowledges yep. and he walks out. Stands at attention. Yep. And then walks and, out. And then walks out. Um, and, and that was actually a moment where I'm like, okay. Th- that, that's a moment that helped for me to redeem um Bates a little because at the very least he still respects the chain of command he should have been written a little bit better like his dialogue if it had been tweaked you could have him you could have him in the exact same position in the exact same story saying the exact same things basically but in a way that is a little less stupid (laughs) oh 100% 100% so those are some of the points that were we're good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just like, it, okay. Yep. Shrug. Uh, so, Brent. Yeah. You have a choice between one and seven mm-hmm. on the Chevron mm-hmm. scale. I mean, mm-hmm. theoretically, you can break that and go higher than seven. Um, that is an <laughs> option. <laughs> yeah, I don't see me doing that this week. Okay. So, how many Chevrons are you going to give Suspicion? So, uh, it's a it's a solid meh. 
it's it's uh, it's a four for me. I think that uh, just enough good information was provided, just enough fun things happened, just enough fun character moments occurred. Um, you know, just barely enough interesting um, sort of meta questions were asked that uh, that I didn't think that the episode was a failure. Like I thought that this episode was 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 a success, but. I think that you were kind of saying it right on the money. It backed itself into that four, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think that it probably could have done a lot better on a whole lot of fronts, and it didn't. Um, but thankfully, it was just strong enough to be like, yeah, all right, okay. Weird, 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 weird how we got here, but we're here, and I like where we're at. So four out of seven for me. What about you? You know, I was debating between whether I would go a three or a three and a half or a four. I mean, right yeah. there in that mid- mid-link section. Um and I think uh, I'm going to agree with you that I'm going to give it a four. Uh, it it's not a great episode. Uh, you no. got fives and above in general are good episodes. Yeah. Um, and and this one just I, I like where it ends, but I don't not much. And I like a couple of points along the way, but I don't really like how it gets there. Right. Right. Um, you know, so I'll give it a four. That that that's the best I got. Four out of seven. That is respectable. Yeah. All right. Now it is time um, to go to the Facebooks, into the Discords. Yes, I'm heading to the Discords right now. Right now. Okay, I am here. I am on the Facebooks. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll go first. Wow, I got it. Okay, you ready? I am. Kick back. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm going to go drink my beer. I'm not drinking a beer. Beer. Okay. (laughs) Here we got Jen. Hi, Jen. Sorry. Hi, Jen. Well, how to turn a group of strangers into a team? Invent a story where they're all forced to overcome bridges and confront their stereotypes about each other. Never heard of that before. Never done before. <laughs> yeah. One character in particular just made me want to turn it off. Sergeant Bates. Throughout the interview interrogations with Dr. Weir, he was so prominently appalling that his attitude bordered ridiculousness, especially consist- constantly interrupting Dr. Weir and therefore undermining the leadership of, the, of Atlantis. Yes, great point. There's also the B-plot with the exploration of Atlantis' mainland, which is used as an easy way to dispose of the Athosians. Mm-hmm. Taylor saying goodbye to her people and her budding camaraderie between herself and Weir uh, were really delightful to watch. I really just dislike Taylor's wig. It's so obvious oh, and it yes. stands out like a sore thumb in every scene she's in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree with you on that. Uh, the green screen stuff was also... It's 2004? Yeah, it's still early days, so you know. Anyway, uh, Jen continues, uh, the episode ended on a few lows for me. Of course, there is no spy, but it's just the necklace that John accidentally activated when he gave it back to Taylor. Stupid us. Then out of nowhere, the C-plot submerges with the the idea to capture a wraith. That's good. good, Yeah, right. This whole part just didn't fit in the episode for me. It totally changed the tone of the episode and made for 35 minutes of story told beforehand somewhat irrelevant. Hmm. The episode itself was all over the place. I really despise the Bates character, and that also impacted my enjoyment of the episode as a whole. Topped with the downer ending. It's a 2.5 out of 8 Whoa. for me. Yeah. yeah. I think neither Brent nor Zach like the way this ending was handled, but a good discussion about the necessities of security and mistrust. Oh, I forgot to talk about that. Um, the necessities of security and mistrust between groups will lift the spirits by a chevron. Uh, four and a half from Zach, four from Brent. Not oh, that, I, very me. close. And close, yeah. No, I absolutely forgot to talk about that, Jen, about the security versus freedom element. 
Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a continuum there and how, you know, we all think that we want like perfect freedoms. It's like, uh, well, this actually, this actually gets back to our, our question of Twitter. Uh, You know, frankly, um, because I mean, one of the things that Musk has said is that he wants this wide open free range where anybody can, can say whatever they want. And Uh then you realize that, um, in order to give people the safety to say whatever they want, you actually have to limit the capacity of what they can say. Yeah. It, it, complete free speech, complete democracy are wonderful ideas and the basis for an awful lot of really good things that we should be pointing towards. And society hasn't figured out how to actually work with those things. Yeah. Not really. We've got, uh, we have got Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. He says, hi, Brent. Hi, Zach. Greetings from the Lone Star State. Must be in Texas. I think he said that earlier. Yeah, he, in he mentioned that channel. in the previous yes. uh, uh, Discord. Discord post. discussion. Suspicion, he continues. What was this episode about again? I mean, I watched it so long ago that my memory is a little bit fuzzy. Just kidding. Not actually going to give you a hard time looking over my notes. Oh, yeah, that episode. Okay, so. Oh, he restarts. Hi, Brent. Hi, Zach. So in this episode, we don't trust the strangers and everyone gets upset about it. I find it strange that Dr. Weir hasn't already hasn't already had a sit down to get to know the all of the Athosians already. Seems like the kind of thing a world renowned diplomat would do. Mm -hmm. Decent observation. After all, she's the number one Earth diplomat in the entire Pegasus galaxy. Facts. That's a fact right there. That is a fact. Anyway, let's go over the notes that I took for this week's episode. One. Oh, so those wraith weapons, aside from being able to damage a puddle jumper somehow, are only stunners. Ah, are these the zats of the Atlantis universe? We should try to get our hands on one and see if three shots disintegrates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two, looks like they missed a few dead plants when they were supposed to clean up. I saw one or two behind uh, one of the suitcases, but it's a big city. Maybe they just haven't gotten to this section yet. Three. Okay, Pegasus Galaxy is 3 million light years away. The Milky Way has a diameter of 105.7 thousand light years, while Pegasus Galaxy has a diameter of 26.1 thousand light years. Even if Earth and Atlantis are at their furthest corner reaches of their respective galaxies, that's a far cry from the nearest Big Bob, Bob's Big Boy being 300,000 light years away. 300 yes. million. Yes. 300 million, thank you, but Kevin, see our previous points on that one. Fair, yep, yep. Remained, it, the point remains. For, four, for those of you playing along at home, 15 million square miles is bigger than Russia, Canada, and the U.S. combined. Throw Mexico into the mix and you're pretty darn close to about the same size. That's, that's a big place, yeah. Number four. Hey, the shepherd looking off into the distant scene from the intro. Those are always fun to identify. think we also had one from Taylor and we were too. Wow, this episode might have been mad, but apparently good enough to use for the intro. And they had a lot notice, of good I shots. I did notice that shot of 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 uh, uh, Shepard looking off yeah. in the distance from yeah. from the intro. I noticed that. Yep, I, I I did not, but okay, this is where it's at. Kevin concludes, not a huge fan. I predict less than or equal to eight chevrons. Kevin kind of got it. Yeah, you know, Kevin, I appreciate the 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 You're mixing get, of the scores, and and you get you get subdued uh, boops. You know, boop, you get boop, good, boop, but boop, but boop. but but you only get some of them. You don't get all of them because the, <laughs> you, you, you gotta you gotta predict both of them. Could have been five and a three. I could have done a wild card, and I could have done a ha- a partial score. Very rare, very very rare. Yeah. Uh, we've got Justin. Hi, Hi Justin. Justin. 
Just this the time. loquacious. The just and the loquacious. And he was moderately loquacious. Here we go. This time on Stargate, the are asking the questions edition. Dr. Snarky McCanook gets shot in the face <laughs> in the face because the thing because the thing to do when chased by the wraith through the wormhole, yes, is not to get out of the field of fire, but to stand still so the plot armor can have its intended effect. Everybody got through the grate, t- turned around and stood there. <laughs> yeah. It, it's only, if only all bonk bonk exposition included a, par- a paralyzed Dr. Snarky. Uh, hello? All right. While Miss Diplomacy makes enemies of their only allies, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Slab Bulkhead takes the novel approach of puddle jumping around the planet once they find the old garage door opener. <laughs> but there's no way there's no way they could have they could be. Yeah, but the, because there is no way there could have been a control room with a with a door entry crystal button, 10,000 year old plant. <laughs> it's obviously just through the through the control interface. Anyway, they find a MacGuffin that clears the natives and allows them to capture a wraith as you do. Yep. Unless we get into a discussion of McCarthyism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This will be a three from Brent. Close. And a 3.8675309, which wow. is very close from Zach. <laughs> if they discuss McCarthyism, it'll get the Red Scare bump and they'll give it a five because to do otherwise would admit they are now have they are now members of the Communist Party. <laughs> now and have been members of the Communist Party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did get close to talking about we that. We did get close to that. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, all right, so there was a little bit of back and forth here. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of back and forth where Kevin made the argument that a factor of 100 is not to be ignored. Anyway, that is what we had on the discords. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Uh, we do have some Facebooks. Uh, we'll start Hi. with Michael. Hi, Michael. And I'm wondering, this may be Michael's first time posting, and if it is, uh, welcome, Michael. Thanks for doing Yeah, welcome, Michael. If that's true, if not, let us know next uh, week. I'm, I'm not recognizing that, that last name, so um, welcome. So, from what I remember, there was no one that was the Wraith collaborator. It just so happened to be Taylor's necklace, the one that Shepard found in the ruins when he first met Taylor. Yep. 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 That, that, that's about all we it can say about that. It was the necklace all along. Yep. Yep. Uh and we have Sean. Hi, Sean. Sean says, okay, firstly, right at the start, that was far too long a gap from Weir saying lower the shield, note that it's not open the iris, uh, to it actually happening. Also, Agreed. the away team knew they were being fired at. You wouldn't go through the gate, then just stand there looking at it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, not sure if it was the quality of the episode, but when Shepard and Taylor were talking on the balcony, the green screen backdrop was very obvious. Terrible. More than yep. other episodes, even older SG-1 uh, might be the HD rather than the SD. That's entirely possible. Um, one of the tricks with HD is that you can't just kind of fudge things. Mm-hmm. Um, and green screens are really hard to not fudge a little bit. Especially in those days. Yeah. All right. Uh, he uh, continues. My next comment is the very poor CGI of the mainland view from the jumper. I couldn't yeah. see anything apart from a blur. Uh, yeah, I me too. confirmed 
that I'm watching in 720p. Hmm. Yep. Well, if you had gone to full 1080, it would have been perfectly fine. I'm just just being a... All right, next, he mm-hmm. continues. I'm liking the different sound effects. Despite SG-1 and Atlantis now being filmed simultaneously, it's good to know they're not reusing sound effects. That's good. Next comes the Wraith with the self-destruct devices. I'm curious why they would even consider they would actually require those. It's not like they've had much resistance or any reason to think they'd be captured. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but that's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this one's a seven chevron all around. It has all the basis of proper story arc. Now the prologue and character <laughs> introduction, for the most part, is out of the way. We've established character, trust, and hierarchy, and is huh. the episode with a cliffhanger. I want more. Okay. Okay. All right. I I didn't see it like that, but that's a good take. I, I, I would, you know, respectfully disagree with you, Sean, but I give you the space to hold your seven chevrons. Um, and Absolutely. I will say that as it ends with uh, the Wraith there, I do want more. I want to see what happens next with that storyline. I'll give you that. Yep. Uh, Rowan is next. Hi, Rowan. Rowan says, The Wraith know too much about what's been happening in Atlantis. Have they been watching the show? Or is there a spy in their midst? Better mm. confine our new best friends, the Athosians. People love being treated like criminals and having their agency taken away. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, <laughs> McKay and Zelenka figure out how to open the sunroof, and Shepard and Ford take a puddle jumper on a joyride around the planet. Wait, is that land? Problem solved! They can just relocate their uh, guests to the land. The Athosians mm-hmm. seem weirdly okay <laughs> with being a displaced people. Mm-hmm. I get that they probably weren't planning to live indoors forever, and they apparently can't go home, but they will be cut off from their off-world trading partners and will need to survive off flora, fauna, and climate probably unfamiliar to their traditional way of life. How many resources will they have to do without because of Team Terra's proprietary view of the Stargate? Yeah. Hashtag colonialism. Hashtag it's for a good reason. Trust us. Hashtag we're the good guys. (laughs) Wait, are we the bad guys? Uh, Okay, now that they're totally safe and fine, it's time to travel through the gate to a strange world. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. And meet the guy who got the job Daniel Jackson wanted. I'm sure we'll be spending a lot of time with... uh, What's his name? Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, it's the Wraith! Maybe Taylor magically summoned them in the three seconds between when she left Ford and when they appeared on the planet. Plot twist, it was Taylor summoning the Wraith. Sort of, but not really. And now the team know how... They can use that information to capture one alive. Hello, Clary. Honestly, this episode is not great, but it does have some interesting implications for the future. Brent will generously grant it a four. Zach will yes. give it a 2.5. Oh, yeah. This episode has an IMDb rating of 7.1, which is a three Chevron rating in the conversion scale, wow. putting yeah. it in the bottom 25% of Stargate episodes overall. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So this is Kevin. Uh, he okay. says hi, hi Brent, again, and then he says a bunch of stuff, and yes. he didn't get to finish everything on Discord, so he has one thing he forgot to mention. He says, "Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I looked at next week's episode, and while I'm not going to say how I feel about it, I'm very excited to see David's promo for this one, since the spoiler section of Discord did discuss this slightly. 
Anyone who isn't in the Discord, check it out. We have fun. Yes. I'll see you hopefully next week for a very redacted episode. Redacted, redacted. Okay. Okay. Um, and that is that. That's that. That's Facebook. Thank you very much, everybody, for your yeah, wonderful you. predictions and thoughts and comments and thoughts. Hey, don't forget emails. Oh, and emails. Yeah, yeah. I totally yeah, forgot the emails. emails. Yeah, that's that's twice now, Zach. <laughs> okay, do, do you do you remember when I said earlier that I don't have a lot of bandwidth left in my brain? Nope, you you, you don't. You know, and and I trust you, and I know, but uh, and that's why that's why we're friends. As in, like, you can rely on me to help you in times of need, like now. I, I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, so the first welcome. prediction is from Sean, but he just copy Hi, and pasted that to his Facebook, so I'm not going to reread it. Ah, okay, that's convenient. Sweet. Um, let me see here. Let's... <laughs> trying to look things... Worry about... No. Okay. So, we have... Uh, David. Oh, hi, David. Is there a traitor in the Chevron encoding bias buffer? Yes, it's the locket. No, that does not even make any sense. <laughs> How could a bias buffer be traitorous? It's not AI, it's just a buffer and has no opinions <laughs> yet has no opinions yet yet uh he says i'm beginning to think my fond memories of atlantis have been distorted by time maybe mm. it's remembering the series as a whole and coloring my perception and not remembering it uh not remembering that it suffers from season one weakness like sg1 did too Mm-hmm. The premise is faulty here because main characters have plot armor, trademark, yes. and cannot die or be traitors. Well, right. sometimes they can't, but not this early. Then again, we, the viewers, know that, but the characters don't. So the story is not about who is the traitor, but more like no one trusts anyone and some people are jerks about it. That right. I get, I guess. Uh, I did like that they resolved it with internal consistency and a callback to the pilot. The Wraith must have some strong Bluetooth connectivity, though, to be able to connect to and locate such a small device over incredible distance like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wish my Bluetooth devices worked like that. Or maybe it's not called Bluetooth, more like an Apple Find My feature. The Wraith mm. have air tagging technology. That's what it is. It's an air tag. There you go. It's about the size of an air tag, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, that tech works pretty good, even after my phone fell off the roof of my car while I was driving and then got run over by another car. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then someone found it, took it, and replaced the SIM card. Still kept working, even after I sent uh, the phone a wipe, a remote wipe. I know it worked Mm. because I saw my phone moving via the Find My on my other devices. I eventually got it back, glass shattered, but still repairable due to the case I had it in. Hey, did I ever tell you the story of how I lost and recovered my (laughs) iPhone while I was on vacation (laughs) on a small island? Well, I just told you about half of it. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) Suspicion. It was uh-huh. fine and had some good character building plot and an intro to Wraith AirTech technology. Almost a spoiler, we will see that tech again. Uh-huh. Brent, okay. four chevrons because he's yes. still waiting for the SGA hype to be fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. Zach, four and a half chevrons because Ooh. of Wraith tags. So close. So close. Super close. David. I, I was never going to give this episode four, four and a half tags. Or chevrons, four and a half tags. Four, and I, half, I, I, four, I, four tags out of seven. Four out of, I can't talk. 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, for all of those. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, Brent. Yeah. Next week, as alluded to by our good friend Kevin. Yeah. We have a very special episode of Stargate SG-1 mm-hmm. called Avatar. Oh. And I ask you, my dear friend, Brent, what is Avatar all about? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Avatar. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Next time on Stargate SG-1, the SG-1 team travel through the gate to find themselves in a strange world. Of course, as in keeping with tradition over these past many predictions that I've made, it is oddly familiar. It seems to be an industrial world, a place that was overbuilt by factories with pipes going everywhere once again. They attempt to explore the space as they do, and as they are poking around and trying to see what this is all about, they discover pods glowing in the distance. They approach those pods. As they approach them, they see that there are humanoid figures inside murky liquid in these pods. Ooh. Hmm. We know what this is all about, but we'll 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 leave that away there just for a second. We carry on down the path and we come across a giant swimming pool and we look in there and what? There's 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 gold larvae in there just like that one place. Oh my oh. goodness. Don't fall in. And then we carry on a little bit further down. We're going to come back to that too. Carry on a little bit further down the way and we find ourselves in some like area with Russian written on the walls and there seems to be the remnants of 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 human activity here but there's nobody here anymore. This is extraordinarily strange. Perhaps that Russian team all those years ago was here too. Everything seems to be coming mm. together from all these past episodes. But then a little bit further down the line we hear deep deep in the hallways a chilling voice. Come try you. Oh, oh. oh boy. Come try you. Is it really? Come try you. It's Harlan. Oh what my is goodness. What are doing here? We're, we're, we're back to Harlan. What's going on? Oh, yes, says Harlan. I decided to make your show better. And so I've replaced all of you with machinations that I have created. How is this going to make it better? Because Teal, you're not going to have hair anymore and you're going to have to be painted in gold, but it's not you, it's somebody else. It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to have all of these avatars play your roles just like that one episode from season two or one or whatever. It was a long time ago. Oh my, we're back. Harlan's back and he's going to have a whole bunch of little marionettes dancing around and doing the Stargate game. It's going to be a fun time, boys and girls. Be sure to join us for Avatar, because that's what an avatar is. It's a thing that your soul goes in and you occupy it like an avatar. Avatar. Okay. It's going to be Harlan. We're going to have a good time. We're going to say come try a few times. So I am going to inform you, sadly, Mm -hmm. that uh, we are not going to see Harlan in this episode. Ah, dang it. What about ghoul larvae? Um, Well, I think that the best way of sussing out what's going to happen next week is to watch the promo. People in pods? Russians? Any of this? Uh, I think we should watch the promo. Okay, fine. And then, and then we'll see what we see. Okay. Okay. Okay? Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm hitting play now. Next time on Stargate SG-1. 
Teal'c enters a VR combat simulator to find himself in a strange world. Oh! Oh wait, it's literally Avatar? Next oh, time okay. on Stargate SG-1. <laughs> Teal'c enters a VR combat simulator to find himself in a strange world. <laughs> Next time Not that on Stargate SG-1. Teal'c enters a VR combat simulator to find himself in a strange world. No, 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 no David. No, no. On Stargate SG-1. <laughs> Teal'c enters a VR combat simulator to face an opponent that is learning from him. Okay. When death is on the line and surrender is not an option, will Teal'c find a way to defeat the game? It's hard stop. Hmm. It's all next time on Star Wars. Uh oh. Is he going to die in his dreams and then you got to bring him back? Is that how that's going to work? Avatar. Okay. Avatar. Not the movie and not the show and not the other movie. No, oh, there, there, is, there is no unobtainium in this. Now, I am going to pat myself on the back just a little bit. Okay. By not going down any of those paths. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and. Um, so I will say that uh, you referenced pods. Yes. And you referenced in a, a previous episode. And yeah. you referenced the wrong previous episode, but you referenced uh, a okay. previous episode. Uh, it's true. Yes, I did. Several, actually. And, and well, yes, true. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and that was good. Uh, so you got some of it right. Uh-huh. I did. I did. Yes. And if I had gone with... Um, Blue, blue warrior people or uh, kung fu artistry, I would have been actually closer to this promo. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the show, just closer to the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. So, uh, next time uh, we record a podcast, we'll be talking about SG-1's episode Avatar. Yes. I'm excited about that. I hope you are too. Thanks yeah. very much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you have any other comments or thoughts or questions about what's going on, you can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Yep. Of course, you can go to the Facebooks and, of course, the Discords and all of that stuff. And with all that, I say I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.